0: Throughout that whole period, also, I've had not a lot of people my age, you know, being able to relate to. Um, Everyone was always like, oh, you have all the time in the world. And, you know, oh, just please wait and wait. And "Oh, you, you can be young for so much longer. And, you know, don't do it, don't do it. But it feels kind of like surpassing, you know, someone's reality, someone's genuine feelings and emotions around a topic where... You know, to me, that was the biggest wish, that was my biggest, biggest dream, was to become a mom. Welcome to the Crystal Guardian podcast. My name is Garessa, and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here, we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality, giving a voice... the visionaries of today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Crystal Guardian podcast. I'm so happy you, you are here. I am going to dive in a pretty the personal podcast, this um, this episode, and yeah, it's it's all gonna be about our journey to to getting babies. Which, if you have listened to this podcast before, is not something that is yeah easy for uh, for me. I have been diagnosed with PCOS six years ago maybe even seven-ish, six and a half years ago. And yeah, this, even though I've been on the natural healing path, it complicates things. Also, sorry if I sound a little bit nasal. I got a pretty, pretty bad flu a uh, week ago. And yeah, I'm still snotting and... Um, coughing a little bit from that I uh, barely made it through Christmas with family but it was actually a really nice sort of excuse as well to slow down a bit extra and yeah I had been uh, really having a really high fever and it felt like just sweating everything out that I um, yeah needed to let go of before this new year starts. So that's been sort of my last week. I am now uh, for a couple of days in Amsterdam with Alessandro. And uh, in um, two weeks, we are going to go to South Africa to spend our last month and a half there of the sabbatical that we're doing this year. So that's pretty exciting. It's also going to be our honeymoon. So I'm super, super looking forward to it. And um, yeah, very excited. Tomorrow? No. In two days' time, it's also going to be the... Mine and Alessandro's anniversary, which we call our love anniversary. It's the date that last year he proposed to me. Now, a year later, we are (laughs) married and super happy. I, uh, yeah, really, really happy, beautiful sort of moment in time right now. I have tried to record this podcast a couple of weeks ago, and back then I was kind of in the in the midst of things I was quite high in my emotions I got like a little bit more down I wasn't in the in yeah in the super super midst of things but I was sort of like still getting out of a very emotional sort of period for me and I thought it would be better to come back at it now that I feel a bit more calm a bit more at ease and um, probably will be able to get my story across a little bit better so, yeah, I, I just really want to sort of like crack open those, well, that stigma that remains on, you know, people trying to get pregnant and not sharing with anyone. It's, it's this really big secret and well I'm sort of an open book. For me, I don't like to use the word hate, but I hate having to keep my mouth shut about some things. I just, you know, like also for my wedding, like everyone <laughs> knew what my wedding dress was going to look like. I showed all my friends. I showed showed everyone that couldn't be there. And just, you know, like, I'm not good at those kind of like keeping secret things. And yeah, also with me and Alessandro trying to get pregnant, I will... I mean, I think even you guys have probably known that this was a thing for us coming up. I recorded an episode about conscious conception, you know, a topic for me and Alessandro. Ever since I was diagnosed with PCOS about, yeah, six and a half years ago, I got to make a decision. Do I want to get on a pill and just suppress my symptoms and, you know, like call a doctor when we want to get pregnant and get on the IVF train, or do I want to try and get to a more natural hormonal balance within my body and do that in a holistic way and look at what is going on in my body. And that's kind of the path that I that I had taken. And I go through phases, usually around spring, summer, my cycle is very regular and I get like 40, 40 day cycles, which for me is amazing. And then I can also shift a little bit more to very long cycles like the phase I'm in now, which usually is more around um, autumn and winter, where, yeah, it can be, well, 60 to 70 days in between my cycles. I think the biggest one in this last period was 77 days. So it can really go sort of like up and down and... Uh, we have had so many humongous big life happenings and changes and sort of you know like very, very clear formula for irregular cycles because you know there's a lot of stress there's so many things happening. we had a wedding we I had major loss in my family I had um big sort of traumatic things come up i uh, like we bought a house together. we um were in construction with our old place. You know, we've had just back to back things this last these last two years, actually. And this half year of our sabbatical that we're in right now really was, you know up until the wedding, which was ex- October eighth, which was still <laughs> a big production to to undertake and to um get out there into the world but yeah after that it was really about resting about slowing down and I was hoping to get a bit more of a regular cycle but I haven't I haven't had and um yeah since the wedding we said you know if it happens it happens and that's going to be our intention and Alessandro always said, has always said beforehand, you know, like we're going to try and it's going to happen straight away. It's going to like be in just the flick of a moment and we're going to be pregnant. And I was a bit more skeptical, you know, the realisticness of me having PCOS, me having longer cycles, which, you know, if you have approximately, I would say I have approximately like, seven cycles a year, probably, which is almost half, it already, you know, like, cuts our chances of getting pregnant by half, like, we have 50% chance less of getting pregnant than an average couple with, you know, an an average cycle. That's a lot, that's already, you know, like, freaking half the opportunity. It's it's really mind-boggling when you think about it, and, um, yeah, how big of an effect that has. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I was feeling a little bit less secure about it than Ale. But of course, there was this sort of sliver of hope that he was going to be right. And, you know, it was going to be the wedding. And we were going to try. And I would just get pregnant straight away. That was my hope. And, you know, I didn't. I didn't. It's now almost the new year. We're at the very end of December and I'm not pregnant. And, you know, for a lot of people, that sounds like a very normal thing. Because, you know, any average person that tries to get pregnant, you know, you don't expect to get pregnant straight away. Probably you expect to, you know, like maybe spend half a year or maybe spend a year trying to get pregnant. But me already being so, so aware of what's happening, you know, like I track my cycle, I know when I'm ovulating, I, I've i done this for years just, to, you know, to be able to adapt and, and balance and shift and change my lifestyle when I needed to. And so there's already this super, super presence around the subjects. And, um, you know, the silly thing is in November, I had an ovulation, the first one since since our uh, our wedding and I was in the Netherlands for a whole week and exactly you know like exactly that week of course I'm gonna I'm gonna not be there like we're not together and you know it feels so heartbreaking because that's your only shot in the quarter you know and it means just that the whole journey gets postponed so for so long and yeah so I've been in this this weird place, in this weird phase where I feel like I'm not allowed to be sad about it yet. But yet I am. And it's, you know, whenever I open up about this to someone, it's usually someone that hasn't had any problems with fertility themselves and they all say oh but it's only been three months you know it's been such a short while and you guys are gonna get pregnant and it's all good and you know I know this person and they had that and they also got pregnant and you know it's all gonna be all right but I feel I'm noticing that that's not the support that I need right now that's not the the stories that I need to hear right now Because, you know, that person's situation is probably very, very different from mine. Even, you know, someone having PCOS, it's, what's the way that you explain this in English? In Dutch, it's called a ziektebeeld, which is like um, an illness sort of image. Which, okay, so it means that if you take, you know, Whatever I'm just saying something, but if you take six out of ten boxes, then you get the label PCOS, and that can be, you know, longer cycles. It can be over, overly like hair growth, a lot of hair growth. Um, It can be too many testosterone in your blood. It can be uh, having diabetes or being overweight. All you know, if you take all of those boxes or like six out of ten or whatever, then you get the label PCOS. It's not an actual, or how I feel, it's not a real diagnosis. It's just saying, we don't really understand what you have, but what you have sort of falls into that corner over there. So, you know, comparing someone else that also has that label of BCOs with me feels like, you know, good for them, but I don't know how my story is going to go, how my journey is going to go with this topic of, yeah, getting pregnant. So yeah, I've been, you know, really going through a big sort of grief and something that really triggered it for me was when at our wedding we decided to start trying and really good friends of ours, they in that same exact moment also said they were going to start trying and they got pregnant 10 days after the wedding or maybe even at the wedding like we're not 100% sure but chances are like they might even have gotten pregnant at the wedding and you know she also had longer cycles and also had this thing and you know they got pregnant right right away and it just for me that was such a big realization of it might it it might take a lot longer than we would have hoped to and you got to understand that, you know, that moment when, when I was how old was I, 21, 22, and I got that diagnosis and I had to make a decision, do I want to start changing my lifestyle, do I want to start changing everything, my food, the way I go through life, you know, the way that I work out, everything, to be able to become a mom one day. Do I want to do that? And the answer to that was yes, I do want to become a mom. And ever since that moment, I have felt, I'm I'm not saying I've been, but I have felt ready to become a mom. And it's so it's so silly, you know, but it really, really feels to me like I've been waiting for such a long time. And, you know, Alessandro has had his own journey in this and and definitely was a bit later than me, obviously, because he was ready to get kids at 21. Not a lot of people, I can say for sure, because throughout that whole period, also I've had not a lot of people my age, you know, being able to relate to. Um, everyone was always like, "Oh, you have all the time in the world," and you know, "Oh, just please wait and wait and oh, you you can be young for so much longer," and you know, "Don't do it, don't do it." But it feels kind of like surpassing. You know, someone's reality, someone's genuine feelings and emotions around a topic where, you know, to me, that was the biggest wish. That was my biggest, biggest dream was to become a mom. And it still is. And, you know, I'm so happy. Yes, I'm so happy that we did wait. And now Alessandro feels so much more ready to become a dad. And he really sort of like grew into himself and has so, so much more yeah, weight to him, so to say, you know, not literal weight, but like he can carry me, he can carry us as a family. And that feels like a very healthy sort of place to step into when, when you're trying to get kids. I have been sort of grieving with every month that passes with every sort of like chance that passes and we don't get pregnant and knowing realizing that it's been a, long, a very short time but also you know not being where any normal couple is when they start trying and i think that's a very important thing to acknowledge that it is a different journey because you know i've i've been longing for this for 6 years now that's a long time to be longing for something and then and it finally happens, when finally that moment is there, and then, you know, there's this, there's this tiny voice in your head that's been saying, but maybe, maybe, maybe it's going to happen very soon, and it doesn't. That's hard. And, you know, there needs to be space for grief for that. There needs to be space to let that, yeah, to let that sort of sink in and be felt and be seen and not brushed over with, oh, but you guys have so much more time and it's only been so short and it's going to happen, it's going to happen. No, but actually holding, holding in that moment of, you know, feeling the feels, holding myself in that and just allowing that longing to be there. I want to be a mom yesterday, you know, and that's okay. and that's okay. and um yeah. it's um it's a strange place because i feel like i'm not, you know, i'm not part of the i'm not part of the pregnancy club, i'm not part of the infertility club, i'm not really part of the oh we're just trying club. i'm i'm somewhere in between in this in this weird phase of I'm trying, but it's also, you know, a bit more loaded than just we're trying. And I hope, Mm -hmm. I, I really hope that by opening this conversation that there, yeah, there are maybe other people that are helped because I felt like I was so alone in this and, you know, my friends didn't really understand and people that, just got pregnant you also really can't you know share that gravity because they you know like they're so happy that they're pregnant and it's this beautiful moment and place and also our friends that got pregnant you know we're so involved but at the same time it's this hard yeah it's this hard reality of they get to do that journey and they get to you know go through those steps of sharing with the parents and you know all those little things we're really with them along that way like they're super close friends and and at the same time it's hard and at the same time you know there's a longing there and there's a hope there and there's a wish there and that's that's okay it's um it's a bit of an in-between space but that's okay and I feel like I'm rambling a little bit but yeah, it's um, it's a topic that I hope by just sharing my story, I will help other people with, um, you know, maybe there's more people like me out there listening to this. If 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 you feel like you can relate to this, do send a message to me, do reach out because really I would love to, yeah, connect and not be alone in this weird space, you know, At the same time, there's still so much hope. Um, We actually had a moment, uh, because me and Alessandro are going to go to South Africa after our short stay here over the holidays in the Netherlands. And we had the safari plan, and then the safari happened to be in a malaria, malaria zone, like a low malaria zone. And I didn't realize that you cannot use malaria medication while trying to get pregnant. I didn't know. We found out was too late to (laughs) cancel the safari and oh my gosh that was like our honeymoon part of the trip so it was there was there it was a bit more expensive than than the rest where which is more like a normal trip but that those three days of safari would be like the big thing and um yeah it was like a huge moment of freaking out you know what are we gonna do because is there, because it was like a low malaria zone, like, are we going to risk it? Am I just not going to take the medication? But if you do get pregnant while you're there and, um, you know, you get stung by a malaria mug, then that's a mosquito, sorry, it's a mug in in Dutch, and that's like a thing that we say in our family. Yeah, okay. And I don't want to get you know, stung by a mosquito while pregnant because that has huge repercussions. And, you know, it was this whole thing of the chance is so low, even the chance of, of getting pregnant there is so low, the chance of, of getting stung is so low, but do you want to take the risk? And, uh, and we were trying to find loopholes and different medication and this old medication, but no one was prescribing it anymore. And it was a whole thing. And then in the end... Me and Alessandro, we I I got a, I got a card deck from Eugenie, my friend, and uh, it's a beautiful deck. With all these herbs and and um, yeah, as I and as we were discussing this whole thing of you know what to do around the safari and the malaria medication, all of a sudden Alessandro was like, I kind of want to pull a card on this. I was like, I have a deck in the car, he gifted it to me, which, you know, usually I don't just bring decks around, but I have one on me, and he was like, okay, grab it. So we pulled it, and as I was shaking it, I was like, oh, it's going to be the freaking motherwort cards, it's going to be that card, and I, I was shaking it, and I pulled it out, and it's motherwort, it's motherwort. The funny thing is that before Oshini gifted it to me, she, she also pulled a card for me and she she was shaking the deck. Three fell out. She was like, no, nah, that's too much. Put them back in and then subsequently pulled exactly those three cards that jumped out before, one of them also being mother words. So I was like, okay, okay, like maybe you are going to become a mother there in South Africa. And you got to take it seriously. That's what this card is saying. Like, you are going to be the mother. Don't take the risk. And then I was like, okay, but let's, you know, like, find a card that's going to clarify that a little bit. So we pulled another card. And oh, I can't remember the name of the herb that it was again. But in the description, it said some, um, the, the subtitle was protection. And then in a the text it said something about parasitic energies, and you know, that this herb or that this card helps you protect against it. I looked at Alessandro and I, <laughs> I said to him, There's no way in hell that I'm gonna step foot in a malaria zone after these two cards. No way, no way. So we were like, okay, back to the drawing board. You know what? we're just going to tell the truth to the safari place. Our cancellation period had already passed, like no way to get the money back, but that's just sent them an email really explaining our situation. So we told them about, you know, us trying to get pregnant. We read this on their side, but then consulted with the doctor, which they they recommend. The doctor told us this, like, don't go. We're super conflicted now. We would love to cancel, but also, you know, it's a lot of money. And they sent a message back to us they they said we waive the whole cancellation policy like you can get your money back just cancel it's okay and we had the biggest the biggest exhale ever within a matter of seconds Ali is finding a different safari place that is in a malaria free malaria free zone and um for this super big discount, a really amazing place that was initially more expensive than the place that we were going to go before. And yeah, oh, I am so happy that we're doing that now. And, you know, in that whole process, Alessandro got really emotional about, you know, having to postpone our wish of getting pregnant, potentially, you know, that was one of the options that we were talking about. Like, do we postpone? Do we not take that risk? We were calculating, when am I ovulating? Uh, which is a very broad sort of calculation, but it would probably be within the time that we would have to postpone, which obviously we didn't want to do. So yeah, for us, that was a really big realization of how big that wish was and what we were willing to sacrifice to, you know, make it come true and to actually be really, really, really serious about it. You know, and it felt like that's, that's... that first sacrifice that we make for our little baby and if you know if it means that we get our little baby then it's worth any hassle any amount of money you know that's just our our wish and that felt really nice that it was really this joint thing of this very very big longing where before sometimes it could feel like my longing was a little bit bigger than Alessandro's but he was just totally cool with it happening now but didn't have that same feeling but after this happened we really felt like we were on the same page and and both had that very big strong longing to yeah I get pregnant so that's sort of where we're at now there is a very big hope that you know maybe I get back and I'm pregnant also there's a chance that I'm not gonna be and if that's the case, then that's something that I'll have to sit with and, you know, maybe start talking about getting help, which I really wouldn't want to do. But it has been it has been more present now, you know, the potential of IVF or other sort of supporting treatments that you can do. If I would do it for anything, this is the thing that I would want to do it for and it feels silly after, you know, six years of trying to prepare my body, of trying to be able to do this naturally. But at the same time, this longing is so big. And, you know, maybe we can set the ego aside and just take the help that's there. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. I am very curious to hear if, you know, some of my story is resonating or um, if it's speaking to yeah, to you, let's uh, let's chat about it, let's open the conversation, let's be in this together, and not go through this alone, and maybe you are trying to get a baby, and maybe you are very nervous about it, but you're not telling anyone, you can tell me, tell me, I'll be your, I'll be your person, I'll be this, this, this silent cheerleader along the sidelines, that's just hoping, and sending you positive thoughts, and energy, and love, and we can be that for each other <sighs> I am so happy that I have the space next time I will be back with another crystal archives episode after that it will be a bit more crystal related podcast episode probably about cleansing crystals might change but that's um, sort of the vibe that I'm feeling lately I have a bit of a different view on that topic so I always love to sort of stir things up and, and share my perspective on that Yeah, so I'd love to see you for the next ones and uh, hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Speak soon.